Hi, I'm Nadia DeMarco and this is my Diary of a Fit Bird podcast where we will be discussing all things fitness, food and of course the 4-3-2-1 method. Hi, welcome to our second podcast. Today we have Karina Casey in to talk about her health and fitness journey. Now, Karina, we started together probably about four years ago, roughly. We did. Um, and what was it at that time that made you think, right, I'm going to make a change? At the time, I just felt I was ready for inviting someone in to help me go on a journey. I definitely wanted accountability. I didn't know anything about the food I should be eating or the kind of training I should be doing. And I was at a lunch and I saw Nadia talk about 4321 Method and I thought, I like her, this might work for me, to be honest. Well, that's good. And But was there something in your own life that prior to even seeing about 4321 Method, was there something that you thought, I need to make a change? Yes. Was there kind of a moment? Yes, I'd had a baby. She was maybe four or five at the time. I'd never felt able to get back into my previous self. Um, I was getting older, clothes were getting a bit tighter and I tried a few things and I didn't really have any any results and I think I just kind of heard about the programme at a time when I was probably just ready to hear it. Okay, so a bit of timing in there as well. Yeah. And before you started that training, had you ever done any health and fitness before, any working out, anything? Definitely not consistently. Nothing that was consistent, on and off, step classes here and there, about six months of Pilates, but nothing consistent at all, ever. And and what about school? Were you... Hated sport at school, hated PE, would do anything to get out of it, um, just didn't like it at all, um, which actually carried into adulthood thinking about doing this kind of thing and whether I'd, I'd be able to and I probably still have a bit of that today um, but I think I've surprised myself um, over the last few years with you know running a few 10ks I'm really into cycling now I'm definitely much more um, confident about trying new sports things than I ever wa- was before but it took a while to get me there. Great and I think that's probably quite common for a lot of people because especially women a lot of women don't love sport at school and I think it's great to know that at some point down the line you can turn that all around. Yeah. It doesn't mean that because you weren't good at something in school that then you're never going to be into health and fitness, you're never going Absolutely to want not. to train. Absolutely it's a totally not. It really thing is. When you're an adult. It really is. I'd never have contemplated running and do or doing any of the things that I do now, ever. Couldn't have. And what what do you think has surprised yourself? What yeah, what have you done that surprised yourself the most? The most, um, when it comes to exercise specifically, when it comes to exercise specifically, that there's things I actually can do, and I have strength in some things that I never thought I'd be able to, like how I squat. Do you know what the, the most surprising thing is? Wanting to train, okay, and feeling like it's important that that for me that I do train and getting a just good feeling when I finish like a really big session. I never thought I'd want to train, ever. That's amazing. I know, ever. And what what do you think is the greatest thing that you get out of exercise? Because you've really <laughs> made it such a part of your life. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of people think, oh, four years, that's a long time. But it's meant to be. Uh-huh. You know, like, exercise is meant to be a part of your life. And once you start, it then kind of threads into your life. Yeah. Of course, there's times when there's slight peaks and troughs. Yeah. Just 
time so I'm not going to lie there's there's a lot of aesthetics in it I like when when I'm training really hard and I'm in a really good spell and I'm sticking to my four a week and my food's on point I like how it makes me look I do Mm -hmm. there's a lot of that in it for me like most women um but just feeling healthier able to run up the stairs quicker um and it takes a while to feel the difference in that you don't feel it at first but um yeah aesthetics and just a wee bit more energy honestly Now, we've talked about this quite a, quite a lot, where when you started, you were most afraid of the exercise. I was. And, um, <laughs> and part of that coming from school and from hating yeah. sport and things like that. So that was the part that you were the least looking forward to. It was. Actually, is the part you've embraced the most. The most. You know, in those four years, you've probably never really stopped training. Your training's changed. Sometimes you've, you've ran more to, to, for yeah. your 10Ks and you've cycled more. And, and all that's fantastic. You know, it is quite good to mix up a little to keep it fresh. Um, but we've discussed that the biggest barrier has food. been the nutrition. Yes. It is. And it is for so many people. It is for almost everyone I see. People are worried about the training, but the nutrition is the yeah. biggest barrier. And why do you think that is? I think food is such a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and you do it all day and you do it three to four times a day. Um. But honestly, for me, as a you know working parent, um, I find the planning of it that's needed to be consistent. I find mm-hmm. I still find if I don't do that planning that one day a week, like normally a Sunday for me, I can see how my week can just go crazy with food. Mm-hmm. That's what I find the hardest. But you have to make it a priority. Yes. And I don't always manage it every week. I'm really, really lucky. I've got a husband who is a great cook mm-hmm. and who helps me with all the planning because um, he's doing it for himself anyway. That That is so hard still. What I think um, is, is an important point is when you say your week goes crazy with food, yeah. it's actually not that you overeat on food. Yeah. It's that food becomes without out with your control. So you're eating at work, you're eating whatever's sort of in the canteen yep. and you're kind of at the mercy of what you can buy uh-huh. wherever you are. And I think that's um, an important point because what people a lot of the time really kind of, when they don't prep, it's not that they suddenly overeat Correct. or make terrible choices. It's that the world around us doesn't often supply us with the best options. So we just have to make the make the best of what we can do but sometimes it's not what we want to eat and I think that that is the kind of important point of yeah. not um yeah not being able to be in control of what you eat and do you find that the hardest part I do I say go crazy you're right I don't really mean go crazy I just mean I'm off plan yes and I think what you need to be careful of is not let that put you in a spiral of well I've had one bad meal so mm-hmm. game's a bogey mm-hmm. I mean I have had days like that and I'll maybe text you yeah. and go, well, you know, for goodness sake, look how much is in a packet of pre-made pasta. Everything's gone wrong. But I think what I'm trying to say to myself more and more, and it's taken a while to get mm-hmm. here, that one bad day doesn't change everything. Yes, exactly. And, you know, just getting a grip of this and making it be a, be a bit more balanced in my outlook. And yes. I, it might come from being a wee bit perfectionist. And if it doesn't go perfect, then it's all, you know, no point. But that's just silly. And what do you think is the biggest change in your nutrition specifically from before you started sort of focusing on it and making it a priority? Vegetables. Oh. And <laughs> finding <laughs> finding creative ways with veg. So every Sunday when Paul shops, I say to him, buy good veg, buy good veg, buy fancy veg, anything that makes a vegetable nicer. Right, okay, yeah, it's still um, a it's, it's, it's still 
a battle, but actually, I've discovered food I'd never thought I'd eat as well. Okay. I make my own granola now, it's up there oh, on the counter, lovely. and the celebrations box. There's <laughs> um, not had celebrations in it for a while. Uh, That's amazing. Uh, uh, Claudia goes up sometimes and says, Mum, you've got sweets? No, no, I don't. I have granola. Um, so, yeah, I'd never eat granola. I wouldn't eat shop bought granola, but I make that now. So, just the, the range of food that I can eat that I didn't think I could yes. before, that I would never have eaten. And if you, what do you think is the biggest um, difference now that you eat better? Um, feeling fuller for longer when I when I do it properly. Okay, is the biggest really difference. And the, yeah, and um, yeah, feeling fuller for longer. See, when I'm doing it properly and a properly food plan, mm-hmm. I won't pine. I, I'm not. What can I have? What can I have? Oh, what can I have? That is so important. It is. Because so many people think that to lose weight or to be yeah. healthy, it means you've got to be hungry. And it's actually the exact it is. opposite, And I, isn't I it? surprise myself speaking to people at work, say, when I hear them saying they're dieting and they're eating watery soup. And I say, well, that's not enough. That's not... <laughs> saying like you, that's not enough. You have to eat something else. You're, go- yes. you're going to overeat when you go home tonight. Yes. Um, that was a huge myth. Yes. Absolutely. I think I didn't realise how much you had to eat, actually, to do this properly. And I think what what people might not realise is just to, to kind of tap into what you were saying there about um, people eating watery soup and, and eating probably sometimes less than a thousand calories in yeah. reality, is that they'll say, but it works for me. And yes, it'll work for them for a week, for two weeks even, if they're incredibly disciplined, three weeks, because all that's relying on is willpower. Yeah. There's nothing else at work there except pushing your willpower to the limits. Because if you yeah. are on less than a thousand calories a day, you will be hungry. You will. And so your willpower is being tested. And I think what you said is so important. It's not about willpower. It's about planning, being a bit more organised and feeling full. Yeah. Packing your meals full of veg, protein, yeah. some good carbs, and you will feel fuller yeah. all day. It's not an endurance test. No. And you asked earlier about the biggest change and actually just in reflection now that we're talking about this, even though in the last four years or so that we've been training together, although my weight has gone slightly up and down Mm -hmm. at times, what I've never lost is I'll probably never go back to how I used to eat before. Yes. yes. So, you know, where you would have three or four takeaways a night Mm -hmm. just because you could, I'll Mm -hmm. never go back to that. So even when my eating isn't on point, as I say, um, I'm still relatively very, very aware. Yes, um, absolutely. So, yeah, I'll probably never go back to what I used to do. I would say, uh, if anything, you're very hard on yourself. I think when you, yeah. you know, what you would say to me is, you know, a really bad week or a bad day is not really. It's just maybe not how you would want it to Correct. be. But somebody else who who has never done any sort of health and fitness would look at that, would look at the food you're eating and say, goodness you eat really well yeah and but I think and that's probably as as we talked about a wee bit of your personality you like things to be really perfect and exactly the way it should be and there's nothing wrong with that yeah but I think there is always a spectrum and um there's something I wanted to ask you about in relation to that which is as you just touched on there you said your weight's gone up and down slightly in that over this kind of four-year period and that's really normal it's really hard to keep your weight exactly the same but what we don't want is massive gains massive losses in in reality your weight stayed fairly constant Uh with just some up some ups and downs which is really really normal and but what you've said to me recently is 
you when you were sort of at your most focused let's yeah. say and you were really training religiously and your food was absolutely perfect you said that you still weren't happy yeah and now on reflection yeah you think why was I so hard on myself yeah. and I think this is an important point because as I said to you at the time but that's being a woman yeah women are so hard on themselves yeah we're never fully satisfied yeah and um and that is an ongoing battle for everyone and do you have any any thoughts on that now that you're looking back yeah looking back I should have just be quiet and be happy with myself but that's just part of being just being a woman I think and never being happy um but yeah. do you think it's made you more now that you can see that yes do you think it's made you more aware of actually yes. I need to be much more satisfied with myself absolutely and, and when harsh. I get back to that I think my outlook and how I look at the time will be completely different because mm-hmm. I never thought it was good enough or I'd mm-hmm. gone far enough. I think I was all, always three pounds or so off my target weight. The target mm-hmm. that I set, by the way, in my head, not the target I should have. And um, and now I'm like, well, I'd be delighted to be there again. Yes. You know, so I'll be much more satisfied And I when think that also, we again, we've had this battle slightly during our sessions, which is, you did have a weight in your mind at, I did. on the scales and I used to keep saying to you, you need to put that weight out your head because yes. you're building muscle yes. and you're tra- you were lifting a lot of weights at the time yep. and I said, that number is just something manufactured. Yep. You need to be happier with how you actually I made look it up. and feel. Uh-huh, exactly. I and I think that's a really good message for women yep. because um, every woman out there is going through the same thing, I think. Yep. It's really hard for women to just say, I'm really pleased with how I look. Yeah, At is. any size, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't is. have to be a perfect size. It's just, it's hard for women to think, actually, no, I'm happy here. Yeah. Um, so uh, do you have any, I suppose still keeping that in mind, do you have any kind of like to finish up any advice for anyone starting out in the journey yeah or anyone who's having some trouble you know they're they can't quite stick to it they've started but they can't quite stick to it I think I was one of those people at the very beginning where I never thought I'd get to the weight that I did Mm -hmm. or make the changes in my life that I did honestly it, it sounds really cheesy but just keep the faith and be consistent because when I look back now and I realize how consistent I was then and I got the results, whereas at the time when you're just starting out, it's kind of hard to believe that. Yes. But it's honestly, 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 as cheesy as it is, it's really, really true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's what I would say. Keep faith and you'll do it and just keep plodding away your four sessions and eating as well as you can and having, you know, the meal that you want to eat a couple of times a week and not losing, not losing sleep over it or beating yourself up over it. Excellent. Thanks very much, Karina. Thank you. Thanks for joining me on this week's Diary of a Fit Bird podcast. To follow more of my journey, join me on social media at Diary of a Fit Bird or to learn more about my method, go to the 4321method.com.